What is up? Welcome to episode 60 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun along with you. We try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. And I'm going to tell you this, the Seattle Kraken are the NHL right now. We own it. This is our league. Huh? Who do you think you are? No, you're not the Seattle Kraken. We are. Whew, what I blacked out for a second there. Sorry, I'm just feeling this power trip right now because of the road trip from history. We'll get into this. I mean, really, honestly, I, I can't even keep my head straight right now because things are so good in Seattle Kraken land. So let's get to it. Welcome to welcome to episode 60 of the Kraken Pod. Let's go. I don't know if it's like the you know the, the, the emperor in uh, you know Star Wars, like I got the lightning coursing through me, or it's like Super Saiyan or Scion or whatever his name is, whatever that anime bullshit is. Like I'm just feeling it right now. The energy, everything is so good. Uh, my name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host Joey Cirillo. Okay, so okay, real quick, we're recording. It's Monday. I felt like just by me introducing my myself, I like brought down your energy, which I do not want to do. You're fucking, no. you're rolling right now. Earmuffs. No. I actually felt a, I actually felt like a blood, a rush of blood. I got heated. Like I started to sweat my forehead, which is getting bigger okay. as I get older. It's getting your face bigger. was turning red there for a second. I was. I'm fired up about this, but also, you know, it's Monday. <laughs> we just lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I get pumped. What is up? What is up with with Seattle crack and Twitter? Like we just came off of like a his literally no other team in NHL history did shit that the Kraken did on this road trip, and we lose, mind you, to the to the to a good team that's hot right now, Tampa Bay. And by the way, we lost four to one, but really it was way closer because it of empty net goals. It was two one, and people are already like. Crapping on like, oh, I shouldn't have started Grubauer and Duba did and couldn't. And that's like my mutant voice for these people who are getting fun. How can you be depressed about one win? They are nine or they're eight and one in their last nine. What is going on? Anyway, everyone needs to chill out. Good God. Like they probably got home and they celebrated and they had to chill out in. Seattle with their home with their like wives and girlfriends or people or partners or whatever, you know, get a little rip, get a little loving, hang out, get some rest. And guess what? They laid an egg kind of against Tampa Bay. Like everybody chill out. They almost won that game. Good God. What's it going to take for some people? Jeez. Um, anyway, What's it going to take, Joey? The Seattle Kraken just owned the NHL. Like mm-hmm. literally just set the league on fire. A blue flame just lit the entire from coast to coast. I'm talking Canada and the United States, just everything. Just ripped their way up to the Pacific Division top almost. And people are mad because they're doing chess Moves in their head thinking that maybe if we would have started Martin Jones instead of, you know, Philip Grubauer, we might have won the game, which <laughs> Gru did a pretty damn good job. And I'm saying that as somebody who, you know, are arguably Martin Jones is the goaltending 
leader of this tandem, right? So it's 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 like 60-40, okay? And you're still going to knock Gru, who has definitely played his ass off through this whole road trip? Like, wake up. What's go? What is up? Joey, how are you? I'm good, man. I don't understand. Here's, here's my thing. As much as I'm enjoying this and just sitting back and letting you do your thing, which I feel like you do for me all the time. Um, what I appreciate about what you are doing right now, you're being way too rational. Did you forget? Like, this is, this is a Seattle sports team, Jeff. This is what we do. We're emo. We're emotional. When things are going well, we think, eh, it's going to end soon. Don't get too excited. And then when things fall apart, we say, I fucking knew it. And this is the reason why. And then we argue with each other. This is what we do. (laughs) Welcome to Seattle sports fandom. When things are good, you wait for them to be bad. And when they're bad, you argue with each other. I don't know what else to tell you, man. You're being way too rational. No one wants to have an actual conversation. I don't want to say no one, right? We can't sit here and fucking overgeneralize an entire fan base. But yeah, it is really funny. And also, if we're pointing out one thing, which is Twitter of all the fucking, you know, social media platforms out there. <laughs> this is what fucking Twitter is for. This is what Twitter is for. We don't go on there to have rational conversations about anything about fucking sports or Paul or anything like that. We go on there to fucking sling shit from at each other. And as we do that, uh, we, we don't create really any, uh, any sort of meaningful dialogue or any kind of discourse that pushes the conversation forward or anything like that. That That's fucking boring. Twitter is for shit slinging, and that is what we do. So, no, I'm not surprised on Twitter after a Kraken loss, people are fucking up in arms. And now, you know, there's we're right back in the midst of it. Like the Seattle Kraken just didn't fucking win seven games in a row on a freaking road trip, breaking an NHL record all time, and we have won eight in a row. And then lose to Tampa Bay, which, by the way, fuck the Lightning. I mean, they were a team that I went into, like, watching hockey as a team that I I don't even want to say I was indifferent towards. I genuinely used to enjoy them for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Now I can't fucking stand them. Their style of hockey is so fucking boring. I feel like I should send a fucking IOU to that entire franchise and be like, you owe me three hours of my afternoon today. Thankfully, I was prepping for this podcast while the game was on because that game was so goddamn boring because the Tampa Bay Lightning dictated it the entire time to their pace. And turns out their pace of play puts me to fucking sleep. And not only does it put me to sleep, I had to watch us lose to that. It was so fucking obnoxious. So anyways, Twitter's for shit slinging. I, sl- I, I fucking sling some shit on there. It's all good. We all do it. And, uh, yeah, and the Kraken are a great team to light the NHL on fire, and they're still probably going to make the playoffs, so it's all good in the end. Probably. Okay, all right. Like, you know. <laughs> By the way, that probably, that's me being, uh, you know, born and raised. Uh, Seattle, <laughs> look fan. at you. It's in your blood. It's in your blood. Really all right. Realize I did that. I'm going full positivity. All right, let's just, let's just get to it. Welcome to your Kraken reaction. All right, all right, positive vibes. Positive vibes Good only. Vibes only. Good vibes we're, only. Yep, we're not going to think about the Twitter trolls. Mm-hmm. We're just going to enjoy what happened. And what we're talking about is what Joey just mentioned. The Seattle Kraken wrapped up over the weekend. An epic road trip. Eight games in a row. Eight wins in a row. Breaking NHL records. 
Then the Chicago game. Oh, my God. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. That was an insane. That game was drunk. That game was drunk. Absolutely. Go home game. You're drunk. But we got to start. Let's start with, you know, going into the week. We're like, man, vibes are awesome. This is great. Look at this. And I was just thinking, like, no, there's no way. I remember saying that I thought we were going to lose to Buffalo. And then I -hmm. did say in last podcast that we'd beat Boston. I did say that. But let's start with Tuesday at the Buffalo Sabres. I thought either a hot team. I think we're probably going to go down to these guys. But the Kraken end up winning 4-3 over the Buffalo Sabres. Is that, do, hey, did you just nickname them just now? Does anybody else call them the Sabes? Are you cool with them like that? Because you would latched your fucking wagon on to one guy on the team. Who's the guy you love on the Sabes? Tage Thompson. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude, he's, really good. No, he's really no, good. No, the Sabes, uh, I don't know if it's a nickname. It's just me being stupid, okay. really. But Anyways, uh, uh, Sabes sounds like something uh, white girls use at their bachelorette party to open champagne bottles. Moving on. So... Uh, yeah, overall, it was oh, wait, it was, time out. That was yeah. genius. You like, like you, like you changed like Da Vinci and Einstein mm-hmm. and like uh, Steve Jobs all in, like one like hit hit you. And yeah. like you just literally, what was what is I gotta write that down because we gotta market that. Like, uh, Sabes. a champagne opener called Sabes. That's awesome. Like a saber. Oh my yeah, god, that's what I'm talking about. Genius. I mean, I think it already. I think it already exists, but I'll take the credit for no, it. No, but, but not like a not like a not like a branded thing called Sabres. It's like maybe pink or something. Okay, all right, we'll write that down. All right, so the Sabres, the Sabres. Okay, let's go. Sabres. Speaking of Sabres. goalies, uh, Gruby he gets to start this night. He ends up with thirty-two saves in the night. So the final score was four-three. I was actually kind of annoyed by that because it was four-two, and the Sabres got a very, very, very late goal in the game that I would like to not count. I don't know. I got so, we all got spoiled so much during this run that I don't know about you, Jeff, but as I was watching the crack and beat team after team after team, I found myself, oh God, I hate that I'm admitting this. I found myself then rooting for, I would pivot from the win because I saw, I was like, okay, we got the win locked up. But then I would look at the score and be like, Really hope we can work on that plus minus. Just keep racking up those points. Like, I know that in the end, them going to the playoffs is not indicative of, oh, let's look at their plus minus and see where they're at. But man, do I love looking at a fucking plus minus and seeing that number in the green and see it to continue going up. So, yes, I was annoyed by the late goal the save scored. Uh, Gruby was great. He had 32 saves. This was a really tough game. You and I talked about it last week. I also thought there was a chance that Kraken could lose, and I did think that they were going to beat Boston. But like you mentioned, Buffalo's really hot. We were on a back-to-back. They were also on a back-to-back, which, again, I still think is some weird schedule. weird. Whatever. For me, the play of the game, Maddie again, beers for fucking Beneers. His diving goal off the rebound from the Dundertaker, uh, hitting the pole, comes out, Beneers dives, Gets the goal. It extends his goal streak to five games. He also had an assist on the night. Uh, Schultz and Eberly also did the same. Where they each had a goal and an assist. But that is one of those plays where it's like, okay, you're on a back-to-back. The team's starting to get hot. You've been riding Jones. Now you're pivoting. Now Gruby's in net. He's playing pretty well. But this team is also good. And you're going to have to just find a way to grind out wins. And that play is a reflection of how the team had to play in order to take the win against Buffalo and they ended up doing it. That that goal, I agree with you, was fantastic because it was all effort. 
It was being so aware and it's exactly what we said needed to happen for this epic road win streak to happen. And for the Kraken to get hot was to have Maddie Beneers be on fire. And he is, he's an all-star. The dude is on fire. He's playing his butt off. I love his effort. And that goal was, was fantastic. So I thought that was a fantastic highlight. And the fact that they could beat Buffalo and that weird back to back, I was like, but I was like, I was worried though. I was going like, Oh man, they just beat Buffalo. Now we're going to Boston. And I felt like the vibes were definitely off. Like on Wednesday, I felt a little weird. Wait, but, why did you, why did you feel weird? Just was it, was it nerves going into the game against Boston? Like maybe we gave up a gritty performance against the team and now we might have nothing left in the tank kind of a thing or what, what, like, what were you thinking? Yeah, that was it. That was it. It felt strange. Like, you know, like it just was like, I don't know. It's like an emotional roller coaster with his win streak. I'll tell you this is felt a little strange on, on Wednesday, Thursday. It felt kind of like the super bowl to me. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. I honestly, Joey, I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a regular season hockey game in. I can't even remember when all day long. That's the day I put that video out of the, the, the therapist, the the Kraken therapist. Cause I was like, just so, Yes, I was so excited about this game. I was like planning for it. Like, first of all, it was like at six o'clock at night. So the kids could watch it with me. And I was just like fired up for this game. I was like, this is going to Thursday. I was like, this is going to happen. Like, this is going to happen. Boston's not going to know what's going to come in to play them tonight. The Kraken are going to do this. And that was the vibe that I had. And that's the vibe that happened. That was amazing. That was an amazing game. The effort put forth as a team by the Seattle Kraken was fantastic. And that right there, I believe, is the playoff team that you're going to see come April when all that stuff happens. Like, the Kraken are going to be in the playoffs. That was a playoff game. Down to Boston's effort. They were playing their ass off. They they came back. They got back into it, and they made it a game, even though it was a 3-0 win for the Kraken. But that was just fantastic. I love that game. That was awesome. The vibes for that for me were so good. But Wednesday, wasn't feeling it. Thursday, woke up being like, yeah, let's go. Wednesday, I felt like the serial killer in No Country for Old Men, where I could have flipped a coin and been like, call it heads or tails. Decide your fate. Because I had no idea what the outcome would be. And honestly, I kind of got that feeling just from everybody having realistic expectations, looking at this game and being like, I have no idea who's going to win. In fact, it was really cool because before the game that we watched a couple of hours ago, the shitty game that Tampa Bay made us sit through, you owe me money. Um, it was really cool because what Root Sports did beforehand was, you know, they were kind of doing like a, a tribute video to the Kraken on their road trip because, again, they broke an, an all-time NHL record. The NHL's been around for over 100 years. The Seattle Kraken are in year two, and we have broken an all-time record. I don't understand how I don't see more of this everywhere. It's a big fucking deal. And I think actually it was uh, Brandon Seeley, again, founder of the 32 crew. He was sharing something along those lines. And I remember reading it today and being like, yes, like I don't understand how this is something that isn't being talked about more. Whatever, I can move on from it. Obviously, it doesn't fucking matter now because the Kraken lost today. But what was really cool was Root Sports started doing like a little tribute. And before they did, they teed up very perfectly where 
you know, they're showing every game, just kind of brief clips and highlights before the game in Boston. They show John Forslund and JT Brown talking about how this matchup is going to be a close one. And they're basically being like, both these teams are really good. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. I, I felt that way. The I, I, I could not have agreed with them more on that. Now, with that being said, back to your point about this is who the team is going to be in the playoffs. I don't know about that because the Kraken played a literal perfect hockey game. But I do agree with you in saying that this is also, for me, the most excited I have ever been for a regular season hockey game. The fact that this was not nationally televised, I think it's a fucking atrocity. I mean, the NHL already sucks when it comes to scheduling. I don't know what their deal is. Someone needs to figure it out. Like if they took the if they took every single team and put it into chat GPT and was like, hey, AI, give me a full regular season for all 32 NHL teams home and away, I guarantee they would come up with a better fucking schedule than than whoever is in charge of it now. And it's ridiculous that this game was not nationally televised. Just with like all the stakes and the storylines and everything leading up to it, it makes no sense. And it lived up to the hype. That is the best part, especially like after the first period. I think that that first period is the best period of hockey I have seen the Kraken play hands down across any game, across any period. It was just, and it was so, it was executed flawlessly. There was nothing about that period that I watched that I was not absolutely in love with. Like my jaw was on the floor watching these two teams just peeking and going at it back and forth. It was fucking incredible. And of course, you know, the goal, the first goal that the Kraken score, which was a shot from Spronger that turbo redirects for that to be the first goal. of The game was so fitting because it's like both of these goalies weren't letting anything in the, it was a constant back and forth. You felt like at any point, one of them was going to, it's going to take like a greasy goal. Right. But for, but for turbo to get that redirect was on such an impossible angle that even like the commentators didn't see it in real time because they're like, well, I don't know about that. And there, and then you like start to slow-mo it and rewind. Like, oh my God, I think Turbo was able to redirect. It was so impossible. And again, a greasy goal needed to kind of open that door and the Kraken took advantage of it. They ended up winning three, nothing. It was just such a great fucking game. Jonesy, of course, we obviously have to talk about him. He gets the shutout, 27 saves. It was the third that he's had this season. He was outstanding. If you would have told me that the Kraken are going to go into Boston and that Martin Jones would be the goalie and we would shut them out like at the beginning of the year, like right after we signed him in the offseason, I would have laughed and been like, you're smoking crack. Like, I'm, let me actually drive you <laughs> to a nearby facility because you're clearly on. I, I need to get you some put you in a step program because you're you're delusional right now. Anyways, end rant. That's how I felt. It, it was incredible. And it lived up to the hype. And I'm, I'm very, very, very excited for this team. Yeah, huge. And I thought it was great, too, that and I'm looking ahead of here a little bit, is that they went in, had a great effort in Chicago. Because I, I I was like, oh, cool, they did it. They did it. They beat the best team in hockey, uh, played, like you said, a perfect game. And going into Chicago against a team that's not that great, I thought that, you know what, maybe this is a game that they're going to end up losing. I mean, Chicago's been doing decently lately. Um which was completely wrong. Obviously they still did it. So I thought that was great. They came off of that huge win in Boston and then they went into Chicago and did what they did to Chicago. But I don't know. I think, I think um, 
Ellie Ellie Golvenin. Like I just love that Golvenin. That's just fantastic. That that dude. That dude. Uh he he plays like he's a first round pick. What do you say all the time? Don't you say all the time? <laughs> His shot is so good. You would think that he was a first round pick and somewhat recently too. That's how good his shot is. And I don't know what it was. Everything was magic, but like Schwartz's open netter was just perfect. It was perfect. It was just, all right, going to chip it out of the zone. Yoink, right into the net. And it was perfect. It just, everything about that game just felt awesome. Like, I just wish the season kind of had ended there, honestly. Uh, I know there's so many good things to come, but that just was awesome. That's just, that's that's number one best win of the season. Great effort put forth by the Kraken and the Boston Bruins lose. And I, I actually, I'm very surprised. I did not see a lot of Boston Bruins hate uh, coming through on Twitter. Cause as we talked about, you know, Twitter is a place for vitriol and dumpster fires. Uh, the Boston fans were pretty quiet. Uh, so they must've just moved on. You know what I mean? Because like, also maybe they're kind of dealing with a little bit of the opposite is like, they have been winning so much. Um, there's pressure on a team. It's like once they finally lose a game, especially to a good team like the Kraken, it's something like some of the pressure's off. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. So, no, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I think it, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, but I also think the Kraken won in such a way that was, it's not like it was a disputable call that turned the game or is a back and or like, you know, there was there was nothing like that the Kraken flat out beat the Bruins. Like there's nothing you can say about the Kraken regarding that game. But yeah, I actually was surprised that I didn't see any of that uh, shit slinging online coming from Boston. So, you know, credit to them. And I actually got a call from a couple of people right after the game from Boston. Boston called you. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, the city of Boston called me. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I spoke directly to Fenway Park. Crazy. Oh, man. Thing. Yeah. Crazy. I thought it was a Sam Adams statue that called you. It, uh, that, it was him. He was calling me from the Green Monster. Oh so, my God! Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact is he migrates from where he is uh, in Boston to the Green Monster every night. So yes, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's actually, if you've never been to Boston, you know. Well, now you know that. Yeah. So, people gather around to watch it happen every night. It's magical. Every night, right at midnight, comes um, alive, and he leaves tracks like stomp tracks, like T Rex yeah. through the streets of Boston. That's, pretty cool. Yeah, and he will fist fight you. So. Uh, but yeah. no, I, it was great because I got, got, um, got a couple of calls right after the image. It, it was really cool because it was nothing but praise. It was like, Hey, isn't that the team that I'm like, yeah, that's the team. And they're like, man, you guys are fucking good. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm very, I was like, I didn't really see this outcome coming tonight, but I'm very, very happy right now. So even then the, the vibes were positive, man. The vibes were good. And like you said, rolling into Chicago and before we even like, cause you just, you know, quickly touched on the game, the crack ended up winning eight to five. And we'll go into that in a second. How so? You before the game share your good vibes only parlay of the night, <laughs> and I look at it. And I'm like, man, Jeff is going lofty on this one. He's really shooting for the stars. Like your your good vibes were peaking. I could tell you're you're riding the wave of that Boston. Well, uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, please. You. That was it. That's all I had. I was going to tell you is that I actually didn't share the good vibes parlay until like a few minutes into the first Uh huh. because I shared it after I think, uh, gosh, who was in there? Um, Oh, oh Jared I, McCann. Well, after yeah, well, Jared- the other one that you had, had the, had the Seahawks being the Niners. And even I saw that and, it, and I was like, 
uh jeff i appreciate your good vibes only but you're yeah i will have to drive you to a facility because you're on drugs yeah sorry about that no i i picked what i picked was uh cracking to win over six and a half goals total goals jared mccann to score the cracking to win the first period so and then and then ely ely mm-hmm. uh tolvin and scoring the goal right yes ellie um it's just that damn he needs an h in there i'm just saying that um but anyway, when Jared McCann scored, I shared it. I forgot to share it before the game. I was like, oh, yeah, well, hey, man, this is ar- ar- almost already there. And then, like, literally five minutes later, in the, the onslaught of goals, Ellie scores his goal. And I was like, what? I just won 150 bucks before the first is over. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so that's. So, yeah, no, please, please continue. Yeah. I was going to say, in my head, I'm like, can I lose this somehow still? I guess if we lose the game, we could. I was like, wait. I started getting nervous. I'm like, what? This is too, this is too good to be true. Like we're going to lose it. Maybe we'll lose this game. But that was, that was absolutely nuts. That, so that those six goals, uh, that they scored in the first, they scored five goals in a span of three minutes and 41 seconds. Is that, is that what yeah, it was? Three minutes and 41 seconds. I mean, that was, and in the middle of the game, it was funny. It was like, um, the crew were trying to find really awesome facts on TV. The root sports crew, like Allison Lucon was, um, trying to uh, find like cool facts. And at one point I want to say they thought, I think they said, and obviously like, how could you know this? But like, I think they said that was the fastest five goals that anybody's ever scored in the NHL, like ever. And I was like, what is happening right now? But it wasn't, it was, it was, what was it? It was like the, the 15th. It's the 15th fastest ever for a team to score. And it was five unanswered goals. And so and I shared this while, while watching the game as well. And I shared that, okay, so when I watch the games, I also have my laptop out in front of me. I, I just sound so weird when I said that. Laptop. 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 Arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Anyways, <laughs> um, I had the laptop out in front of me. And I'm usually taking notes during the game. And while I'm doing that, I'm also getting my Twitter on, right? So I'm going back and forth, going back and forth, multitasking. And those goals happened so fast. And it was so absurd what I was watching on the screen that I legitimately was laughing out loud while watching the game. I had never seen a display like that where, I mean, it was six goals on seven shots. We just mentioned five of those goals came under within under four a four minute span. It was happening so quick, and you could feel it as you were watching that any time one of our players started getting into the offensive zone, I'm like, they're going to score, and they did almost every single time. I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, this, this is fucking insane. I I, I don't I don't know how else to put it, but I was just watching the game and laughing out loud to myself like a psychopath. Like if you would have walked in and saw me like watching a hockey game and just laughing, you would have put a straight jacket on. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, your massive parlay hit with like six minutes left in the first period, which is absolutely bananas. bananas. And then of course the Kraken banana sandwich and then the Kraken go on to win the game and become the first team ever. And I'm mentioning this again, because it needs to be talked about ever in the NHL to sweep a road trip of seven or more games. I mean, they're, they're literally creating NHL history and they're doing it in a fashion um, that we've just, we've never seen before. Oh, and then let's just casually throw in father canner, Jared McCann having a fucking hat trick, Jeff. 
I mean, everything about that was, and the Kraken, as we know, really good team, one of the best in the NHL, top 10. But that really was the Blackhawks game to screw up. I mean, they just, the fact that, <laughs> the fact that you're giving up, you know, five goals on basically what, seven shots or whatever, uh, that's insanely bad. So, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It it kind of started when Maddie Beneers put that puck in from the blue line. Yeah. And that was like a seeing eye puck. Like, oh, man, that's awesome. What a lucky goal. It was great. He put it on net and it went in. Uh, I I would have loved to have heard what happened after the game with those goalies. Like, what went down? Did, did they have too, min- too many, like, beers and deep dish pizza slices or, or what I, they were horrible. So there's something there. I don't know if they like had food. They should have came out and said, Oh, they had food poisoning. They shat themselves. They literally did every goal. I don't, it's funny that you mentioned that because as I was watching, and you're right, it was six goals on seven shots to, to start the game as I was watching. And obviously, you know, it, it calmed down because at that pace, what were they going to do? Go on to score 18 goals. I would have loved to see that, but as I was watching the game, I legitimately had a thought to myself where I was like, if the Chicago Blackhawks right now started the game skating five on five, but just decided not to have a goalie in net for the night, the results would have been the same. And I firmly believe that. Like that is that is the amount of like ridiculousness that we were seeing from both the Seattle Kraken and from the Chicago Blackhawks. So. Absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And then we come back to the Tampa Bay game, which we pretty much have talked about. Um, I just looked at the stats and had we, they actually leapfrogged us in the overall league standings to go ahead of us by one point. Yes. Um, in the overall league standings, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have 57 points now. We have 56. Mm-hmm. We are good for being one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth, ninth in the league. So that kind of sucked. That's really the only thing I have to say about that. So, I mean, still solid effort. So that game fucking I, sucked. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just move on from it. It, it is what it is. I mean, like, if you're not, they, honestly, dictated, they dictated terms the entire time, Jeff. They had 15 shots on net in the first period. Groovy showed the hell out. The reason why it's four to one is because they got two empty net goals because for some reason, and here's, I'm go- I can be critical of Haxtell, but still be appreciative of him. That, that I feel like that's a normal thing to do. His polling of Grubauer when the game was two to one, when the Kraken didn't even have possession of the fucking puck is insane. I don't understand what's going on. It's like all of a sudden, like, it's like not only did the team go out, but Haxtell went out and he drank so much that he reverted back to 2022 Haxtell because <laughs> that call to pull Groovy, like, they didn't even have possession of the puck, man. Like, I'm watching it happen. I'm like, wait, what are they doing? And then, of course, empty net or goal. And then again, about like a minute later, empty net or goal. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? And this isn't like a me being weird and being like, protect our, pro- our plus minus. This is me watching the game and being like, you you want to put your team in a position to win. I thought it was going to be 2 nothing. by the way the Kraken were playing. Your your boy, Dundertaker, puts a great shot on net that happens to go in, which is crazy because the Kraken had a lot of chances earlier. But uh, Vasilevsky, man, god damn, that guy, he's so good. But anyways, it's just one of those things. Where I just, I, I, I'm guessing that you didn't get a chance to watch it. It was in the middle of the day. I, I, know I missed it. Work going on, but dude, I'm telling you, like, it was – 
I'm, I don't know. Again, small sample size. I haven't been watching hockey for that long, but it's kind of common sense to where if I'm pulling a goalie, I'm going to make sure that my team at least has the fucking puck first. I don't like it. I don't like that. That added, I don't like that at all. And I did see. I, it was funny. <laughs> I'm laughing right now as tweets are coming in right now with the Kraken Pod on on Twitter because people are fighting. <laughs> it's like we we we're fighting over. They're fighting over goaltending and playing D and being snarky yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I will say, somebody did say that. I much rather would have seen them take their chances five on five versus pulling the goalie. And I completely agree with that. So I, I agree I, with that a hundred percent, especially like the vibes leading up to, and after the Dundertaker goal, you could, you could see and feel that it was different. Like the team was starting to buzz granted way too late against a, against a good veteran Tampa Bay team. Yeah. But you're much better taking your chances there than being like, Oh, we just turned the puck over. Uh, deep in our offensive zone let's go ahead and pull girl oh my god now it's now it's three to one i i did on my good vibes parlay pick i did pick vince dunn to score a goal tonight one guy to score a goal and it was the guy who scored a goal so i don't know what i'm on a roll your good juju was ridiculous your ability to call goal scores i'm never going to doubt you in that regard i've i've had plenty i'm i actually think well, I don't know. I have to go back and look, but I feel like um, I'm at least 50% or better uh, on picking goal scores for the Kraken. So um, if you want me to, if your favorite player needs to score a goal, let me know and I'll pick them and bet on them. So uh, anyway, solid, solid, solid strategy, Con. Let's see how it plays out for him. All right. So moving on now, I really don't know what to expect. I really, I, I mean, I know it's one loss right after eight in a row, but yeah. I, I honestly truly don't know what to expect. Now, Tuesday, right? So we're going to be in Edmonton. This, this Away? Is- that was my question. I'm like, we're away again? <laughs> like, what's going on? And, like, first, number one, number one, the Pacific Division is getting really tight, and it's yeah. getting good. So we're in a slugfest going back and forth with Edmonton, right? We just beat them, and that was our revenge for them destroying us. Uh, in the game prior. So we're going back and forth. So like, if you're just looking at the stats, I mean, are we losing this game? It's in Edmonton. I think when we, when we beat them, we beat them in Edmonton, part of the Epic Canadian road trip. So like, they're going to want revenge for that, you know? So like, you know, Connor McDavid could go off. I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect. Martin Jones is going to be in that for sure, but I I have no idea. I I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I'm sure it's going to, you know, the the podcast is going to be out on Tuesday. So what's going to happen tonight against Edmonton? I have no clue. No idea. I don't know. The only thing I can guess is same with you. I think Martin Jones is getting the start in that and not because of the fake controversy that everyone's making up, but because of uh, the fact that the Kraken are on a back to back. And after being away from home for 13 days, the NHL, because they suck fucking dick at scheduling. Sorry, I'm not sorry. They have the Kraken going away after being gone, but then coming. Anyways, it makes no sense. Whatever. I don't know what to expect here. Um, you know, the season series is split 1-1. And yeah, we did beat them 5-2 to in early January. I don't know what to expect. The good part is, going back to scheduling, is that moving forward, their next game is Thursday against New Jersey, then Saturday in Colorado, and then there's a little bit of a break after Saturday, Jeff, where they actually don't play again until Wednesday. So they nice. are getting a bit of a breather to stay home. So it's this weird thing where they have to fly into Edmonton, play a game, and then fly back. But anyways, Thursday uh, against New Jersey. How are you feeling about this game? Because this team, 28-12-3, second in the Metro, they're damn good. 
They are good. I do want to say that I think the Edmonton game, they can't sleep on the Oilers. They've got, I think they got to beat them because the Pacific division is getting very competitive. It's tight between the Knights, the Kraken, the Kings, the Flames, and the Oilers, right? Um, we're all within a few points of each other. Really, seven points separates those five teams. So I think you've got to get this win. I mean, this is a very important game. Uh, the Oilers could heat up again, and we got to get it, especially we're only two points behind the Golden Knights. Um, but they are playing tonight, so uh, I don't know if they, that game's over or not. But anyway, to New Jersey, New Jersey, yes. is a, they've, New Jersey is a good team, really good team. They had struggles for a little while up until about mm-hmm. five games ago, and they are now on, and we'll see what happens by the time we play them, but they're now on a five-game win streak. So the Devils are a very, very, very good team. That's another great test. And, you know, Colorado has had a little struggles, you know, too. We played Colorado, too. Um, They've had their struggles as well. But they are also starting to heat up and start to act like Stanley Cup champs a little bit, too. So, you know, we're playing, you know, quality teams here in the NHL. I think the Rangers – I'm sorry, not the Rangers. The uh, Devils game, you know, at home, which is nice. I just don't – what's weird is, like, we have one of the best road records in the league. Yes. I don't, I do not feel good at all about being at home right now. And that's got to change. I don't know how you change it, but we've got to make climate pledge a place where teams are afraid. And I just don't think they are. So the devil's coming to climate pledge. That makes me very nervous. They actually had a game today where they played San Jose because they're doing the same thing uh, that Tampa Bay is doing where they're kind of going to like a West coast swing right now. Yeah. Uh, so New Jersey played the Sharks West today. Coast swing. West that Coast, my- baby. Boys and men. Boys that was men. good. Please don't Thanks. do that. Man. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, so they actually won. So they've won six of the last seven now. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really good. They're like borderline top five in goals scored, and they're second in the NHL with goals against. They're a really good team. And then, like you said, Saturday against Colorado. It's Colorado. I mean, they're the defending champs. They've had, they've had their issues all year. They've not been able to really get all healthy altogether. That's kind of been a problem. 22, 17, and three. They're fourth in the central. Like you mentioned, they're on a little bit of a skid, but their past two games, uh, they played Ottawa and um, our Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings podcast. Right. And they won those last two games by a uh, combination score of 13 to three. So <laughs> it's good to, it's, it's, uh, it's safe to say that they're starting to find their groove and uh, they're more than capable of being the Kraken. These are some good teams. Edmonton and New Jersey are, I mean, all, all three of these games coming up before like the four day little break that the team is getting are serious games. It gets competitors that if we're not ready, we're going to lose. So it's a, I, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where like, I just hope that we're ready. And maybe today, maybe that loss against uh, Tampa Bay really woke the Kraken up. But I will say, I will say this. and I do stand by it. I said last episode that for me, the upcoming road trip, the seven games for me was really going to define who this team is for the season. I still stand by that. Did I in any way predict that the team would win seven games in a row on the road and make an all-time NHL record? No, but no one did. That's absurd. What they did is insane. And I'm not looking at that and saying, this is who my team is. They'll never lose. And, you know, Stanley Cup, I'm not, that's not where I'm taking it, but I am taking it to where I'm like, this team, when they're confident and playing well, can beat anybody. This is a playoff team. And so for, for them to do what they did on the road trip, and I liked Vince Dunn's comments after the game against Tampa Bay where Vince Dunn was like, you know, we came home. And he and, to your, and this is probably why you like him a lot too. 
he didn't give any excuses because the question that was asked of him was, you know, it's because of the long road trip, like what's going on. And he was like, no, we had a day off. And then after the day off, we didn't even have like morning skate. And so we kind of had a little bit more time to like get into things. We just lost to a good team today. And now we need to move past it and get ready for Edmonton. And I'm like, I understand that those are the like cliche, you know, answers that you're going to it's give. Not. But with that being said, for me, it shows where his mentality is. And I think it also reflects the team, which is why they've been so fucking good this year. So I really liked his comments after the loss today to Tampa Bay. And I'm excited to see what they do. They know they can win. They've proven it. They're mature. They're mature as a team. And they know what they can do. And I love that. Yeah. And it is going to be tough. We're start, you know, we're pushing, we're rapidly approaching February, which is nuts. And like, this is, you cannot let up off the gas because if we do, we could miss the playoffs and we are a playoff team right now. I'm looking at the Western conference uh, standings. Um, we are currently fourth in the Western conference mm-hmm. and out of the eight teams that could make it right now, potentially um, in, into the, uh, into the playoffs. Um, five of those come from the Pacific division. So, you know, we've got a really good division here and we've got to get back on that horse. So Edmonton excited about that. So anyway, we will see, we will see what happens. Don't know what to expect, but I'm telling you what that, that, that feeling from last year at this time, where it was like, we were trying to find bright spots that's long gone, which is awesome. So a couple of other things too, Jaden Schwartz, um, he got hit. What ha- he got hit on the hand or something? What happened to his, his yeah, he got, hand- it looked like he got slashed in the game against Chicago and, it wasn't called. I don't think the uh, I don't think the zebras caught it, but he he went out and he hasn't come back. And uh, you know it's hockey, so everything is uh is kind of kept on the down low. But they but yeah, the Kraken had to make a, a roster move here in order to in order to compensate for that, and they yeah. recalled a, a for John Hayden from the Coachella Valley Firebirds to take that spot. So hopefully we get some news coming out here soon. I have no idea what happened, but yeah, we, we need, we need Schwartzy back as soon as possible. So hopefully he heals up and he's all right. Awesome. Well, yeah, we definitely want that. And, um, and how about two Martin Jones, Martin Jones, was he the player of the week last week? Uh, for the NHL. Yeah. He was like their, he was their first star of the week, which is, huh. I, I want to say that he's already been on that list at some point throughout this season. I want to say sometime in November, am I making that shit up? Um, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I have to look, I, is, there's probably a staff for that. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Cause you know, this isn't the first time we've talked about how good Martin Jones is. Yeah, no, no. But, but I mean, he had, um, he had a hell of a run. So yeah, he did get the first star of the week across the NHL. And that was the week that he went three and oh with a 1.67 goals against average and a 0.933 save percentage, including two shutouts. Fucking insane. He's been standing on his head and um, we're very grateful that he's on our team because, you know, when Drigger went down, things were looking a little bleak and we had to kind of figure it out and, you know, signing Jones. I don't think anybody, you know, looked at that signing and thought, oh, this guy could potentially be, you know, a one a in this tandem, but the way he's played, it's, it's hard not to give him, not to give him that time on ice. I mean, it's, it's really hard not to, I mean, when he gets hot, he's hot veteran presence. He knows what's going on. And he just does his job, and the team performs pretty well in front of him. So that's fantastic. Uh, so you did mention this a little while ago is my uh, parlay, my, my DraftKings Sportsbook 
uh, parlay on Saturday. It was a good vibes. It was trying to bring some good vibes to the Seattle Seahawks. It did not work. I picked the Seahawks and the Kraken to win. Um, and I, I just, I feel bad. You know, the Kraken won. They did their part, but the Seahawks didn't. So how do you feel, you know, as a Seahawks fan, what, what were you going through? What was it? Was it like, were you happy that they made the playoffs when they really weren't expected to? Or were you like, you know, pissed off that they didn't do better against a really good San Francisco team? Uh, any, any Seahawks fan that watched, you know, the team throughout this season and, and then was able to watch the team, like, you know, go into the playoffs and additionally get a top five pick in the draft. Um, that that sees all of that and is not happy. Like I don't I don't know what else to tell you because this season no one predicted the Seahawks. To, I think to even like how like over five wins, maybe six. I mean, I don't know. It was really hard with, with the departure of Russell Wilson. No one really knew what to thought about what to think about the team. And um, yeah, no one penciled them in as making the playoffs and make the playoffs. The first half of the game against San Francisco was competitive. Um, they ended up getting blown out. It was actually kind of weird because there was like one penalty in the third quarter that completely changed the dynamic of the entire game. It was like, a, I forgot what the penalty was, but the very next play, like the Seahawks were driving, they're down six and they're like, they're in the red zone, commit a penalty and the very next play. And that penalty is on like, a, on like a third and one or a third and two. And instead now they get moved back and the very next play, Geno Smith gets strip sacked and the rest of the game, the 49ers run away with it, whatever. That's football. It's all good because the 49ers are a damn good team. They're a lot better than Seattle. And, the, you know, the Seahawks put up a hell of a fight, and I'm talking way too much about this. So I'm going to stop. No, talking. no. So I asked you. I asked you because I wanted happy, to know. I'm happy with it because if somebody would have told me uh, the Seahawks will play in a playoff game, you know, get a top five pick, I would have been like, I don't know what world we're living in. Oh, is this the same world where the Kraken are going to make the playoffs? Because I, I really enjoy this world. Sign me up. Yeah, so that's totally. The world I'm living. No, absolutely. Totally. Yes. Um, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, right now they've got this deal where new customers can bet five bucks and you get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly, which is awesome. It's super fun. Um, I actually in the in the um <laughs> I was at my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> oh no. my twin daughter's birthday party, and there was like a lull in the action. So I was like, I'm gonna fire fire I'm gonna see what the score of the Dolphins Bills game is. And the Dolphins were down like halfway through the first, you know, like 14, nothing. And it was like plus 1500 for the dolphins. Like, ah, sure. I'll put two bucks on it. (laughs) I'll put $2 on it. See what happens. And sure enough, they climbed back into the game and I got home to watch it. I was like, this could happen. This actually, so it's, it's really fun to watch. And, and what's cool about it is like, if you're a new customer, it's, 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 a pretty awesome deal. You just bet five bucks and you can get 200 and free bets instantly. Plus there's a whole bunch of new cool ways to watch too. And I've messed with this a little bit too. They have a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round. Um, basically place an NFL bet of your choice. If it loses, you get a free bet back up to $10. So, you know, if you're watching the NFL playoffs, DraftKings Sportsbooks, best way to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes 
for details. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that, which is pretty cool. And I uh, also do what? Well, please no. What what else did you do? I was gonna say I've been messing around with every night, like uh, putting a dollar down uh-huh. and picking the entire NHL schedule <laughs> to win. How, how close have you gotten? Have you been like one win away from win, like winning ten grand on a dollar? I've done it. I've done it. I've done it like four times now. And the first night there was, and it was a lot of games. The first night it was like eight or nine games. The yeah. first four that I picked won, And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then like the next, and like so that first hour of games, I was like, or like the first couple of hours of games. Cause I think it was a Saturday. I was like, what I actually have a chance and that high that I was on for like, I could win. Cause I bet a dollar and the odds were like plus 380,000. Something like that. So like I could, I would have won like $4,000 off a dollar bet. Yeah. So I like doing that. I think it's fun. You can go in there and like, you can put a buck down. Like I, I, you know, sometimes I bet big stuff, but I really don't. Honestly, the biggest bet I've made so far is on Maddie Beneers to win the Calder trophy, which is awesome. That's the easiest money of all time. That's not even a bet. She's like, Hey, would you like some free money? And I said, please, sir. May I have some more? Yep. I'm all about going in there. I like that. What, you know, you can't, you can't win the lotto unless you play it. So that's what my deal is. I'm put, I'm, so I like that. I like putting a dollar down and seeing if I can get one of these, uh, these parlays to hit with all the, the, the teams. So I'm, I just love, I just love your character arc going from, I don't have any of these apps downloaded in my phone. I know about it obviously, but I've never really taken part in it to being like, so I'm at my daughter's birthday party, and I, I throw some I throw some action down the fucking dolphins. I'm like Jesus, dude. Well, for context, for context, it was like hour two or hour one was over. You don't try to justify yourself to me, man. I'm not your wife. You're good. No, she didn't know. It's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you doing on your phone? It's like one of those. Uh, what's that meme where it's like, oh, I bet he's. Uh, I bet he's thinking about his act. Like you're laying in bed with your wife. And she's like, <laughs> that's right. She's like, I wonder what he's thinking about right now. And then like your, your thought bubble is like, man, can the dolphins really pull this off today without uh Tua starting? <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. It's fun. DraftKings Sportsbook is fun. Totally use that code THPN. Um, I enjoy it. Right. And, and it, it doesn't have to be crazy. So I like throwing a buck here, a buck there. And it's something, it's something neat to do. So sometimes you make a hundred, you know, you make a parlay and it hits in the first period and you win 150 <laughs> bucks and the game still has two hours left. Who knows? I, I put money in. I'm just telling you, I'm telling the honest truth. I, uh, did my bet. I put $200 in is my first, mm-hmm. like just my deposit. Right. And I hit on that first new customer bet. And that got me up to like 400. So my deal to myself is, is I'm not putting any more money into that app, right? No more money. So like house if I money. house it, money, right? So like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, people, and I don't know the people who listen on, on, or, you know, see us on Twitter and actually listen to the podcast. I don't know if they're thinking like I'm sitting over here rolling in cash or something like that because I may, I have these awesome bets, uh, but I also don't post the bets. We also, that I lose. That, we also see that your bets are five or ten dollars. So <laughs> I know everyone knows that we're not fucking Mister Pennybags over here. There's a reason why we haven't been to Climate Pledge yet. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. So you know, so my deal is uh, once I get down to a certain number, it's just it is what it is. My gambling money is uh, gone, but for now. And I'm going to hack your phone and deposit money in there for you while you're sleeping. So the next day you wake up all groggy 
And you're like, oh, man, I wish I can throw some action down this women's college basketball game. Then you're going to open up your account and be like, wait, there's still 50 bucks in here? When did I sweet. Oh, man, I didn't realize. Okay, I guess I can throw five down. How's UConn look tonight? Let me take take $51 bets and see what I can get. Let's see what happens. (laughs) One of these has to hit, man. They got to hit. Got to hit, baby. Give me that hit. God, I better not go to a casino anytime soon. I'm going to be like salivating. All right. You have a casino in your pocket, man. You're good. (laughs) All right. So no dumb questions. What is no dumb questions? Well, let's get to it. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. No dumb questions is a segment on our show where you are invited to ask any question whatsoever. And what's awesome is I feel like, we are getting more and more and more of these questions. So I feel like oh, as the more we talk about this, the fact that we are an inclusive podcast, this is a podcast for everybody. There's podcasts out there that are like super nerd hockey stat podcasts. If you don't know everything about hockey, you're not welcome there. Everyone's welcome here, whether you are that nerd that knows everything about hockey or you're just new to hockey right and there's something you don't understand but you want to ask somebody ask us heck half the time we're so dumb we don't know the answer we have to look it up i have to google everything i have to google Google everything everything yeah and some of the a lot of these things like i still like i know what icing is i still couldn't explain it to you i just can't i have to read the definition so anyway i'm just saying this is feel never feel like you are too dumb to ask us a question because we're pretty stupid too so let me ask you, Joey, what is this week's no dumb question question? I didn't even realize that we had two of them. So I'll do the first one because I, again, I didn't know. On the same dude, he threw in a bonus one. I was like, let's just answer oh, both. Bitch. All right, Jared, you're about to get blocked. All right. Come so <laughs> from Jared, it's from Jared Ostrader. And his question was, is there a rule for how high you can hold your stick? And I was like, that's really interesting because I obviously know about high sticking, but I don't know if there's anything specific. So I looked it up. And so the quick answer is yes and no, because if you hold your stick up too high and then you make contact with somebody, they're going to call high stick. Um, and a high stick, according to the NHL, is if when a stick, if a stick makes contact with an opponent above their shoulders. So it's actually rule number 60 in the NHL rule book, blah, blah, blah. But it's defined as, quote, a high stick is one, is one which is carried above the height of the opponent's shoulders. Players must be in control and responsible for their stick. That's what she said. So it's one of those things where this is a really interesting question because I don't think that, that Jared was reaching out to us being like, Hey, can you explain high sticking? I think he's like the way it was worded was like, can you hold your stick up high? Yeah, in the air? Can, you, can you skate around like, and, and fucking, you know, hold your stick like a goddamn guitar. Right. And like hold it up at like chest height. Well, Technically, I I did actually a fair amount of research into this, just trying to see if I could find anything that had an example of like, you know, players that held their stick a certain way or getting called for holding it too high. I couldn't find anything about it. All I could find information on was on high sticking. So it seems like as long as the stick is, you know, beneath the shoulders and you're not making contact with other people above the shoulders, I think you're fine. Oh, yeah. You could totally like like you could skate around. You would get benched, but you could skate around. Yeah, yeah you would not be in the NHL. <laughs> like you're holding your stick high above your head, like you're trying to get struck struck by lightning. Um, but yeah, that would you would be hilarious. Yes, you could totally do that, absolutely. But if you if you whack somebody with it, then you yeah, obviously be a high stick. But also too, the the thing that I initially thought of, which that that is an awesome answer, was uh, about 
uh, goal scoring, like uh, a high stick in, in goal scoring. Like it, it was, um, you know, knocked in with a high stick or knocked down with a high stick. And the answer to that is, um, like, so let's say you chop the puck down and it goes in the net or redirect it and it goes in the net. Yes. Um, you cannot touch the puck with your stick any higher than the crossbar. Mm-hmm. So if you tap your, you know, if the puck's flying at you and you're standing in front of the net and it's way up there and you whack it down, right? If your stick touches the puck anywhere above crossbar height, that's going to be a disallowed goal. So that's the only other thing I could think of when it comes to a rule that has to deal with a stick high up in the air. That's a really good point too, because I learned about that rule and I forgot the specific team the Kraken were playing against. But Jeff, do you remember this? Maddie Beniers actually had a really sweet redirect goal that got called off because he raised his stick higher than the crossbar. And that's when I was like, wait, wait, what, what just happened? I didn't understand it. And so I had to Google it like I do everything because I'm an idiot. So, yeah. And then he yeah. went off in the league to pay them back. And he's now he's just owning the league. Yeah, He's like, okay, you won't give me that sweet redirect. I guess I'm just going to have to do, you know, diving goals against, you know, the saves on the road. So, <laughs> oh man. All right. And then the next question, Jared, he threw it in there. Like he, we answered his question in the Twitter DMs. And I think he was like, you know what? They're, they're talking to me. They're answering I'm my question. He's like, Use I'm Google, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jared, do not listen to Joey. You, you could ask more. Ask more. <laughs> Please ask more. I, let's only answer your questions on this podcast. I'm all about it. Uh, has to make Jared. Who the fuck do we look like? Google to you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he asked another one. Is it normal to mix up lines mid game? If Haxtell notices that uh, Benny Burkowski Eberly line wasn't effective tonight, could he or would he mix it up? See if something else became more effective. And the short answer is yes, absolutely. You know, they, they, you know, if, you know, I've seen it all the time. If there's, if there's, especially like in the playoffs, um, you know, teams will be dramatically trying anything. Like if they're getting totally shut down, they're going to mix up anything, especially too, you know, it's like playing chess is they line up according to what the other team is going to do too. So if they know that like Yanni Gord can be really effective against the other teams, you know, uh, third line center, then they're going to have him out there to make sure they shut that guy down. Or you might have your top defensive forward go out against the other top line to shut down like a Connor McDavid or something like that, which actually that that's something I'm going to, now that the, he, he brought this up, the Jared R. Nodem question official uh, leader here is bringing up, I'm going to pay attention to that in the Edmonton game tomorrow night. Who's covering Connor McDavid? Uh, because I want to know, like, who do the Kraken consider their top defensive forward? I have my guesses, but, you know, that'd be interesting. Who would you guess? I'm, I'm, now I'm genuinely curious. Who would you guess? Because I think I have my guess. I think Turbo or Yanni Gord. I mean, I'm thinking speed. Um, that's what I was thinking too, because I'm thinking, but when I'm thinking specifically with defensemen, like they're just, I don't know, man, like my answer for that is there's no one because no defenseman can cover McDavid's speed. Right. So you can just put somebody out there and just hope. I mean, I don't know. I I just, I'm trying to, trying to map this out of my head now. Yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, a a forward though would be matched up against Connor McDavid. So like he might shadow him through, the center through center ice. Right. And he might shadow him like somewhat, you know, into the offensive zone. Um, 
So it'd be it, we should we should pay attention to that. Maybe we should actually get analytical, like some of the other podcasts, and we should pay attention to who's who's got those minutes against their top line to see. Because you know, Every time I David, bring in stats, you get so upset with me, like, oh god, here we go with your blah blah blah. I'm a vibes guy, but maybe I should actually start <laughs> trying to change my life around. Man, I got to start paying attention to the stats. You know what I mean? <laughs> stats are where the money is, right? That's what I want to go for. There you go. All right. Three stars of the week. This has nothing to do with hockey. This sometimes it does, but this is basically where Joey and I kind of rank our week, you know, just kind of opening up the books on our personal lives a little bit here. And we rank our top three things from the week. It could be sports. It could be stuff from our personal life. It could be anything. So with that, and I constantly always forget, Joey, who who went first last time? I don't know, man. I have no idea. I'm going to tell you. Well, I can tell you this. is I'm actually looking at a sheet of uh, paper. It's not a piece of paper. It's a digital Google sheet. Um, but I know what your three stars are. So I, because mine will parlay well into yours, I'd like you to go first. What's your third star? My third star is, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, it is dry January. So... At some point today, I think it's actually like right when I woke up because I, you know, got a good night's sleep, woke up, started going about my business. And as I was like going about being like a normal adult human being, I was like, man, I haven't woken up hungover or still drunk in a long time. And then I started thinking back, I'm like, wait, when's the last time I woke up feeling like shit as a consequence of my actions from the night before? And then I realized that that was during Christmas time when I was in Boston. And then I thought about it more. I haven't had, so this is counting New Year's Eve, and I'm not bragging, or maybe I, I don't know. I haven't had, the only thing I've had to drink all of January so far is two glasses of wine. And that's a glass that I had while we were recording an episode and one during, during, during New Year's Eve. So with that being said, it's like, well, shit, I'm already 16 days in. I've basically been 99% dry the entire time. So fuck it. Dry January. We're rolling with it. I'm doing it. Wow. Yeah. Well, my three stars is damp January because (laughs) I can't believe this, Joey. Like you're drinking. I'm drinking more than you. Like this is, I mean, I like to drink, but like, you know, you typically, you know, destroy me in that category not 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 a bad thing not a bad thing yeah i like my booze i'm not not afraid to admit that which is why i can't keep keep up with you honestly i'm afraid to drink with you because i would be dead probably i'm also also a deceptively larger human being so it's one of those things where it's like uh, if you want to go pound for pound i kind of have an advantage on you that is true that is true you are a brick shithouse man tell you what um He's all muscle. That's all he is, right? All it's muscle, just, baby. All muscle. Just... I have been working out two or three times a week as well. I know. It's been, it's been a lot. Who I is know. this? Luis Cirillo. You're fucking jacked. And then I'm going to ruin all of it because when we get into the thick of Mardi Gras, I am going to be blackout drunk for literally uh, a week and a half to two weeks straight. As they say in New Orleans, you're going to be a fat fuck. So there you go. it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that time. Anyway, um, so... You know, I've been talking about dry January. We stayed pretty dry. I think I had like a last time we talked, I think I had like a glass of wine or something like that. Um, uh, earlier this week or, la- you know, last week, uh, I don't know if it was the Boston game or whatever. What's, what's really funny, what's really funny is um, I had some friends come over to help me with something, um, a little like a uh, project outside, right? And 
They're like, we'll bring some beers. We'll have some stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm doing dry January. And he's like, I got some non-alcoholic IPAs. He's like, oh, bring it over. So I had one of those. Didn't drink that night. I had the non-alcoholic IPAs, which actually was not bad because I realized that I like to drink shit while I'm being social. Like, so it doesn't really matter exactly what it is. You know what I mean? So, and I was like, oh, cool. So I made it. I made it through that night. I was really like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be social. I'm going to have drinks. But, you know, I made it. Well, <laughs> like Friday night, I had like two glasses of wine. Like why the fuck did I have a non-alcoholic uh, IPA when I'm drinking wine here? I'm such a moron. Well, guess what? Yesterday after the girl's birthday party, my wife and I came back and it was like stressful, but it was fun. It was awesome. I'm like, let's have some, let's, let's, let's have some. So we had, I had like a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of cocktails. So like, <laughs> you so, got lit up. I like it. Actually, you know, what's funny in this journey of, of, uh, you know, this drinking, trying more. to be dry. No, trying to be dry is like I, it It did reset me a little bit. So like I just was like slugging water. I was really paying attention to how I was going to feel because I realized that I don't I don't want to feel shitty. You know what I mean? Like I like to have a drink, but I want to feel shitty. And today I've been I felt pretty good. So, I mean, I had some drinks yesterday. didn't get ripped or anything, but um, I, I thought it was funny. It's like right now, if we actually are looking at the scoreboard, it sounds like I'm beating you probably with that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to slow it down a little bit because I don't want to win the Kraken did to Chicago and it doesn't, it doesn't feel good, but it does feel good. I, it's been nice waking up, you know, every day and just, I've been also extremely productive and I've shared this before. I'm not a new year, new me person, but there's some things I've been working on that actually kind of like coincided with like the new year starting. And so I used it as like an excuse to be like, well, let's start off this new year with a bang and really get super productive and focus on my work. Well, it's a lot easier for me to do that when I'm not out and getting shit faced for no reason. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. That's them the same way. So, all right. So, Hey, good for you, Joey. Wow. Way to go. All right. So what is your second star? My second star of the week goes to the New York football giants. And I will keep it short and just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for exposing the Minnesota Vikings for the fraudulent football team that they are. They suck. They've sucked all year. It's been annoying watching their fans anoint them as like some legitimate playoff contender. That whole thing was a joke. Congratulations. You won your division. You can hang that banner. It's a pretty sad fucking banner. If you ask me, um, I don't know. There's just nothing likable. Uh, I don't want to say nothing likable. There's some parts of the team that I, I mean, like Justin Jefferson's incredible, but it's one of those things where like, if you watch football, you knew the Vikings were frauds. Um, they just, they were a team that won a lot of games. They shouldn't have won and their fans are delusional. It was only a matter of time before they got brought back down to earth. And the New York football giants took care of that in the first round of the playoffs. And now we get to watch uh giants and Eagles. And I'm really pumped up because the next week's matchups are going to be awesome. Did you see what the social team did with the New York giants? What they did after they, they lost. I did not pretty awesome is at some point this week the minnesota vikings tweeted this picture and it is the vikings like photoshopped over the new york city skyline and it just said new york's favorite team and it was like holy shit that's pretty hardcore that's like that's going right at the giants right there so what was awesome is after they beat the Giants, or after they beat the uh, the Vikings, Vikings, they retweeted that tweet and they wrote "skull," you know, like S K O L. That's their that's yes. the Vikings. But and the, it was all lowercase except for the capital L. 
it's so good. Uh, it was so. It was like so subtly social, social team for the win. Social team for the win. That's perfect. I mean, flawless execution right there. And I am very like that's what I do all day long. I'm very yeah, very no, like same. I don't give I away wins. That. No, no, I, I appreciate stuff like that. When something is executed to perfection, like perfection. that, you, you have all you can do is tip your cap. That's all you can do. You tip the cap, you acknowledge it, and then we all move on. All right. So my I, second star. Is Scholastic Book Club? Remember that from back in the day? Back no, in what the fuck are we talking about, Jeff? You can't go from drinking to book clubs. Like, what? What are you? What are you doing over there? You don't wait. Back is this? Wait, you didn't do Scholastic Book Club back yeah, in well, elementary I was school? Well, when I'm 44. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like, all right, so <laughs> you know, my wife's back to work, and you know, so like, I'm doing my best to try and do more stuff with, with at school with the kids. Like, I own my own business, so I and it's gonna be flexible. So anyway, like um, you're able to we don't get to be on campus a ton at, at our kids school because there's, you know, it's just they don't, you know, they since COVID, they've kind of like pulled that back. Well, anyway, well, it's not because you've been banned from elementary. school. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm because of Scholastic Book Club. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get there. No, but anyway, my daughters are in kindergarten, uh, my twins, and you're allowed to go. Uh, they go shop at the Scholastic Book Club. And I'm allowed to go help, you know, like a parent can come help them. So like my wife was working. So I, I went to go do it. It was awesome. Like it was such a cool moment. I got to go in there and like, you know, I, you know, we, I helped them pick out some books, you know, like my daughter got an animal joke book. But dude, I got hit with the memories like, you know, like club to the face. You know what I mean? Like the gobsmack yeah. because like, dude, I just I just remembered like the little like the what do they print those things on? Like balsa wood paper. Remember like those little, like the papers that would come on, like the, you could like pick your scholastic book club book that you would order. Like I just got hit with like so many memories of like how exciting that was. And I saw that in my daughter's faces of like, ah, going through all the books. I was pumped. I was so excited to be in there. I was like, man, I want to get this book. Like I want to get this Madeline book and I want to get this animal joke book. I'm so fired up. I want to get this poster of Harry Potter bullshit or something. This is awesome. Oh man. I want a pen. I want a pencil eraser shaped like a pear. Yeah. (laughs) You, I, I wish that you would have sat down in the middle of your kindergarten class, like just crisscross applesauce, like Billy Madison style. And just started reading. <laughs> oh, I did. I wanted. I was like, hang it. And then, like, I was only there for ten minutes. Like, is it over? So I got. I guess I got to go. Okay, well, I got to go now. I guess. All right, honey. I love you. I'll see you. You know. But I was like, I kind of want to hang out. I want to like, you know, poke around a little bit, see what's going on. So yeah. anyway, that was a good memory. Scholastic Book Club, pretty pretty hot right now. So I love it. So mm-hmm. hot right now. What's all your right, first my, star? My first star, and this is the easiest uh, easiest first star ever. This goes above my unintentional sobriety. My first star is The Last of Us. Um, it premiered, so it's a it's an adaptation from a video game that is now a limited series that premiered last night, the first episode on HBO. I wasn't no, I wasn't knowing like quite what to expect, but I'm also like an HBO freaking diehard. I just think that almost everything they do is just great. Their level of production is just far superior than most of their streaming services. Don't get me started on HBO. I've been a fanboy of HBO for way too fucking long. We should like get sponsored by them if they even did sponsorships. But what I'm saying is, is that The Last of Us premiered. I was so fucking pumped. I was talking to all my friends about it. Um, shout out to Mike, Nerdy Mike. He, uh, he was the one that got me playing the video game because... I've gone back and forth on playing it for like a couple of years, but he was the one that really pushed me over the edge to check it out. 
And now I've played it twice through because I'm so in love with it. It really is like the perfect video game. Anyways, the adaptation comes out. The premiere is an hour and a half long. And for 90 minutes, start to finish, it is so riveting. And so like everything from the casting to the way that it was shot, everything is way more than I could have possibly imagined. It was a great show. I'm excited for it. I'm excited that I that I and the rest of the world that watched this show have something to look forward to on Sunday nights because there's something that gives me the warm and fuzzies when it comes to like, oh, it's Sunday night at 8 o'clock and we need to sit down because we're going to watch this show. And while we're watching this show, the rest of the world is watching it. And then afterwards, we all get to you know, text each other and go online and talk about it. There's just something so great about like that communal feeling And I really miss it. So I think this show is going to be great because I think it's going to give a lot of people that, including myself. And it's just a great fucking show. So Last of Us, HBO, I basically like a spokesperson for it. Check it out. Have you heard about it? Have you have you seen anything about this? So I heard about it from number one trending on on Twitter last night. I know you appreciate stuff like that. It was number one trending on Twitter. So I heard the game from you. And like that makes me want to check the game out. Like I, I, I loved a good Resident Evil back in the day or Silent Hill. Pretty awesome. Like, you know, it yeah, seems same, like pretty cool. Same. So Parasite I was like, oh, Eve. Parasite Eve, great game. But like, I was like, I've made note of that. And then I saw the article like last week that said that it's being turned, it's being turned into a TV show. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And I yeah. was reading about how, you know, uh, in the history of video games to, entertainment like movies and tv shows none of, they've all sucked and they've it, all yeah, sucked not good except for the original mario super mario brothers with uh uh who was that who played mario bob hoskins was it bob hoskins wait is that the one where uh john leguizamo was also in that movie yes yes i actually exactly. love that movie <laughs> pretty good pretty good also too didn't didn't uh didn't wasn't mario played on tv at one point by captain lou albano the WWF WE wrestler. I don't know. Anyway, I'll look that up. Anyway, dude, I got. I don't know if I should talk about this. I want to whisper this. Is like, okay, so we had Direct TV for a long time, uh-huh. and uh, we canceled that shit like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And part of our deal was that like we got free HBO Max from nice. it. Okay. And I signed up with the code and shit and all that sort of stuff. So like we got HBO Max like for a year. Nice. And we haven't had direct TV for like a year, dude. And like, you still have the free, we still have the fucking app. Like, and I can't, I can't say it too loud. Cause like what I'm telling you is I'm going to go watch the show. You should watch it. I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I can't talk about it too much because they'll hear you. Yeah. They're going to take away my shit. Yeah. We, they should not sponsor us at all. Like this, okay. honestly, this, this remind like one time back in, I used to, I lived in a lot of apartments growing up and I, I remember one time, uh, we didn't have cable when I was in my teens, and but like one day we just out of the blue at my dad's apartment, like you know, because in apartment buildings there's like coax cable uh, hookups there, and that's what it was back in the day. I had the legit bunny ears I had to move around. I'm not. Oh, even... we had those, oh, but yeah. then it was like we didn't pay for cable. It was like, well, you know, I'm just gonna co- connect it to see if I can get a better signal for like you know channel four because sometimes the, it was better than the antenna, yeah. and we plugged it in. And some somebody was fucking with the cable box like outside, and we had everything. What? And like we had everything for like a year, and then history, it went away. History repeats itself. You're doing this same exact thing. Yeah. 
years. Yeah. Think about think about Man, that. I can, watch, I can watch MTV. I watched MTV. Like I was like, I can actually see music videos. It's crazy. That's legit. It, anyway, but, anyway, dude. Serious question. Does your wife is, is she okay with like gory stuff? And cause cause some, you know, I no. Okay. Does like it does it actually bother her? Because if that's the case, you might have to watch it solo. It gets pretty What's- it's pretty gruesome. What's it about again? Is it isn't it about like end of the world shit? Yeah, it's like post apocalyptic, but there's an actual I, there's an actual story behind it. That's a that's a riveting story, and the characters are very well done. And I I have confidence that the show is going to do that. But it also comes with a lot of violence, a lot of gore, and a lot of like I don't know, like when you're example, like when you're first playing the uh, like the, the part two, which is what I started playing. I think okay, within like the thir- the first like thirty minutes, you have to like bludgeon a dog to death. So like the show <laughs> is like reflective of that. Where like yeah. you see some stuff that's like, oh, this is you know you're you know you're going to be in for a ride. So I'm just warning oh. you in advance that if oh, she's I'm cool, if it makes her a little squirmish, just wait until she falls asleep or something. So she's not like, why are you watching this? No, she's we have she's watching you know no she's watching Jenny and Georgia right now on uh, hell is that Netflix? It's just it's some show like I actually like most shows that she likes to watch. Lost I, Jenny, I like it. Jenny, like Jin, like oh, Jin. Yeah, it's a. I like most shows that she likes. Honestly, like even if it's very like you know chick oriented, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That's not very sexist. I shouldn't say that. No, there's but, nothing wrong with it, but it's but it's also not my like demographic. Like I wouldn't see a title called Ginny and Georgia and be like, let me fucking DVR that. First season, I was liking it. Second really? season, a little okay. too dramatic for me. A little too okay. little too teenage, but like. We we actually agree on most shows. Like Wednesday, did you watch Wednesday? Did not hated it. You hated it? I hated it. When I, and I we talked about this, man. The reason why I I don't want to say I hated it. I strongly disliked it because I saw it and I saw I love the cast. I love Tim Burton. This is going the, the, and I I told you this. I think even on the podcast. The reason why I didn't like it is because I think they took it in the route of like. A bubblegum. I was like, this is like if Goosebumps became a fucking TV yeah. series. Yeah, and I wanted a a darker show. But with that being said, I think, and I'm getting way too much into this, but I, whatever. I love pop culture. With that being said, Netflix is still trying to find their shows like a Stranger Things that they can bleed out over a number of seasons. And I think that, um, you know, when they're doing shows like this, they're they're not worried about a demographic like me, a 38 year old dude. They want to tap into people that, you know, like, oh, we're going to do this dance. It's going to become a fucking TikTok thing. And we're going to do, you know, we're going to make it fun for kids. I'm out on that shit. I want Wednesday to be dark and like gory and all that. And I just, I, it wasn't enough for me. So I'm out. But I, I get why they did it. It started off, the first couple of episodes were kind of dark. And then it did like the, the character yeah, it arc. Real teeny bopper. Because I'm pretty sure now we're talking, this is like a, I think we're now. A Detroit Red Wings podcast and like a streaming podcast, probably. Yeah, basically Detroit Red Wings and and uh, HBO Max. Yeah, so like the character arc of Wednesday was very like hardcore Adams Wednesday stuff, and then she started to get very like teeny bop. Yes, like you said dramatic, but I liked it. I I I I, st- I did like the fact that Tim Burton from beginning to end, Tim Burton's, you know, it was very Tim Burtony, which is a uh, actual, you know adjective so um anyway what were we talking about we were talking about I don't oh, even know. oh our three stars jesus oh, yeah. that, mine was the last of us which by the i mean seriously watch i'm gonna watch i am no because i i loved uh the walking dead although i i, I pieced out at like season six or something like that i was like i'm over this um 
we get then, it. You're in Atlanta again. Who gives yeah, a fuck? I just like it's this is too this is like you know, come on. Um when Negan showed up, like that was like I was cool with him for a little while, but then it was like just this is getting old. Um and then uh also Game of Thrones. I mean Game of Thrones was just <laughs> last season. Anyway, we went, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm get really upset. No. Yeah. I sometimes was this biggest I'll, blunder in like modern television. Biggest no, blunder. I'll just sometimes pick uh random episodes of that that I really love to just to watch. Oh, but speaking of that though, the the um person, like the main person in uh The Last of Us is from the Game of Thrones. Woo. I don't know why I said the Game of Thrones, because I said The Last of Us Game of Thrones. Um Bella, Bella Ramsey. Who's that? Bella Ramsey, she played, um, God, she was, and it's great because she plays all these like badass female characters and her fucking character in the last of us, um, is named Ellie and Ellie fucks, man. Like she, she's awesome, but she was, uh, in game of Thrones. She was, a uh, the really young one who took down like a whole dragon who was like a complete, like way later on in the series. Oh yeah. She like, was, she's, uh, dude, she's awesome. Yeah. She, so Bella Ramsey, uh, plays like the second lead in this show. And that's all I'm going to say about that. She was the one that was the representative of the the family. And she was yes. like 12, right? Yeah. She was like, and she in- didn't mess around, man. And yeah, she's a badass, and she, she awesome. keeps landing these like awesome roles and I'm pumped for her. So anyways. good for Good for her. That's yeah. awesome. What's your, what's your first star of the week? Uh, it's nowhere good. It's, it's nowhere as good as this conversation. Our bounce house, our bounce. <laughs> <laughs> bounce houses. All right, here we go. So in the pandemic, we bought a bounce house. Like you know how everybody panic bought shit during the pandemic. Yeah, like, I ah. bought like I bought a lot of burritos. You bought a fucking bounce house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like not like one of those bounce houses that you rent. That's like probably thousands of dollars. But we did spend five hundred dollars on a bounce house. We were like, we got three small kids. We are going to be locked in this house for like um, you know we don't know. So we bought this bounce house, and what's funny is we got it before, just as it sold out. Like we were the last people to get, you know, all the shit sold out, right? Everything across the, the universe. Anyway, so we've had this bounce house forever, and I've, you know, I'm guilty of of not, and I'm trying to teach my kids this is like not taking care of things the best, um, you know, in general. Um, and but this bounce house, man, one time it got wet, and I left it out overnight because i was too lazy to like clean it up and it got a little moldy i was like oh no clean that shit out and i've been i take care of that thing like you would not believe my kids love it my kids love it so anyway like it's a process to set up it takes 15 minutes it takes 20 minutes to take it down and i don't let that shit so i love this thing i love it well guess what happened today guess what happened today kids got on it too many kids couple neighborhood kids my kids was like five kids in it fucking no blew it out dude it blew out like there's a huge my daughters come in they're like dad 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 there's a hole in the bounce house like oh okay no big deal it's probably a little patch fucking ripped right down the middle like a little human size hole (laughs) it's it's (laughs) a wall like like crawling it no it's like (laughs) it was like outline of a child (laughs) it literally just split it just gave out it was like it was like literally was like play taps buddy tape play taps like it is yeah. time to honor yeah. this thing. Lights I'm, out. I'm still going to try and fix it. I think I'm going to try and patch it up. But I made that my number one star because that's brought us a lot of joy. That actually brought my wife and I a lot of drinking time on the back porch, you know, just to hang out. So, you know, <laughs> want some wine drinking time. And it's like, hey, it's, maybe you want to go to the bounce house. 
<laughs> well, we've had some wine, so kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's go. Let's go. No, but anyway, you're, so that's, no, but that's my Christy, number one. You're, you're a better man than I because I tell you, I tell you what, I don't have kids, but me as a dad, I know myself right now. I would immediately start thinking of the process in which I would have to like go through setting up and taking something like that down. And I would be like, Hey kids, you want to watch the last of us? And that would be my way of like doing something cool, but without having to really do a lot. Cause <laughs> no way in hell would I buy a bounce house knowing that I would have to like set it up 20 minutes, make sure it's good to go clean it out. Make sure it's not wet and gross smelling, take it down, put it away. Fuck that. Probably not 20 minutes. Dude, I'll tell you what, Joey, and any any parent can tell you this for the most part is I was like you and the amount of shit that you do for your kids, it's just it's just incredible. The amount, like when they run up to me and they're like, Dad, can you set up the bounce house? And I'm like, I'll do it. Just give me a few minutes. Give me a few minutes. And then always, I always, you know, it always like 20 minutes later, but I actually set a timer today. I was trying to do some work um, in the office and I had like I'll set a timer for 10 minutes. I'll put it up in 10 minutes. And the, the alarm goes off like, dad, go do it. <laughs> I actually set a timer on my phone. So like the amount of stuff that you do for your kids is incredible. So like, it's, it's amazing how that completely changes. So anyway, it, it, I, I actually really enjoy it and really enjoy taking care of it. So I'm going to try and fix this thing. I'll, I'll have to chronicle it on Twitter for us, but please do. I want to see the the setup and the removal of the fucking bounce house with the child size hole in it now. So good luck with that. And the amount of injuries we've had in it. It's incredible. Nice. You're going to get sued all because you try to be a good dad. <laughs> no, no. You know, we, actually, we, we actually keep most of the neighborhood kids, neighborhood kids out of it. It's our three kids, our three children. Unless they oh, can then sue us. Fine. Yeah. That'd unless they can sue us for like, you know, cruel Your, your son hands you like with a deposition. Like, what the hell? <laughs> What's you the barely, statute? You barely just finished book club, son of a bitch. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on, on, uh, Bounce house injuries. Can he, my son come to me when he turns 18 and hand me some papers? Dad, this is the time when I smash my sister's face while we're playing basketball in the bounce house. Oh, my crap. God. You, let let me, you mom, drinking wine, not paying attention, and we got they'll smashed. Be, they'll be talking to their therapist about like, and then I, he got this bounce house, and he was oh, trying so hard to be a good dad, but we got all we did was get hurt in there. and <laughs> He threw bags of broken glass in with us sometimes. It was crazy. <laughs> All right, we've reached the depths. It's been a good episode. I'm just going to say this is y'all chill the F out about giving the Kraken some shit. They just gave you eight games of their best hockey ever in the history of this franchise. Y'all stop with all the Twitter junk and bashing this team after one loss. Let's enjoy this ride. This team will make the playoffs as I predicted before the season started. I That's going to happen. You yeah. didn't. I, 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 I put my hand down. Said, still out, by the way, they can have an epic meltdown. I'm just saying. I said, Great. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. I, said, <laughs> I put my hand down. I reached down to you. I said, Joey, come, come up with me. Come up with me. Please, I come I up. I'm in the bounce house. And it's awesome down here. I, I reached into the bounce house and said, Joey, come out of the bounce house of germs and little kid farts. And please, please join me in saying the playoffs will be the, the crack will be in the playoffs. And you said, nay, you did not. So anyway, enjoy this ride. The Kraken are a good team. Let's go. Let's do it. So, Joey, have an awesome week, dude. Thanks for all your hard work behind the scenes. And that's about it. So do you have anything else to add before I go to our chirp of the week? 
He's no, yawning. We're both <laughs> yawning. Yeah, it's, uh, it's we're not, not time. We're not drinking, so we got to go to bed. Um, I'll leave you with our chirp of the week. This is where hockey players talk trash on the ice. You know, when they're giving their post game interviews, they really are boring. But on the ice, they're really funny. So have a great week. Thank you for listening to this Kraken Pod. Keep in touch with us on Facebook, on Twitter. We're hitting the TikTok, the Instagram, all those good things. Please let us know how we're doing. And uh, enjoy this Kraken Pod chirp of the week. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. L.O.B.